From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to the September Pass Along Podcast. We are here with Ryan Kinney from our risk management section, making sure that all of us are are the best we can be in providing our behavioral health oversight. And so thank you for being here, Ryan. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So September, as we said, is Suicide Awareness Month. And so uh, obviously a great opportunity to talk about how you and your shop can best be utilized to make sure our folks uh, come to work and are prepared to do their jobs every day and bring the best version of them, uh, whether it's here at work or at home. And uh, let them know about all the resources that are available to them so that they can be their best version. So um, with that, why don't I let you, one, introduce yourself and then give us an overview of what you do and what the risk management section that you work underneath um, is here for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so once again, my name is Ryan Kinney. I'm the Behavioral Health and Wellness Coordinator here at Orange County Fire Authority. Um, I am in the Risk Management Department. Um, basically, what I do is I oversee all the behavioral health and wellness programming for the entire agency. Um, so I oversee our peer support team. Um, I oversee our contract with the Counseling Team International, develop programming based on needs of the agency. So really making sure that there, there's good resources, good products out there for our members. Um, let me ask you this. What is the prevalence, and maybe you can go into some of the statistics, of why suicide is, uh, it impacts firefighters and first responders? Absolutely. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, suicide among the general population has actually increased um, over the last 15 years. Um, so it's not just first responders specific, but it is there is a higher chance among first responders. Uh, in fact, uh, first responders are two to three times more likely um, to take their own life um, as opposed to a line of duty death. Um, so there is a lot more significance among the first responders. Um, the National Fallen Firefighter Foundation estimates between there's between 100 and 200 suicides per year, which is double the rate of the general population. Uh, that, that statistic is interesting to me. And, you know, um, and I don't know if we have the answer to that. I mean, I think about when I started this career 30 years ago, uh, I wasn't losing any of my fellow firefighters to suicide. And if I did, I wasn't aware that it was, you know, necessarily suicide. Any thoughts on, on why uh, it, it has increased so much over the years? Um, things are just getting, getting tougher. Um, what the firefighters are going through um, is becoming more regular. Um, it it's really comes at a critical cost to their well-being. Um, it's, it's a repeated exposure to car accidents, homicides, suicides, infant and pediatric deaths, fires. Um, it just causes cumulative stress and overload. Um, another thing that's changed quite a bit is media, media and social media. A lot of times there isn't closure to these events because it keeps being brought up and brought up and brought up. Um, so that's, that's one of the changes that, that we're seeing happening. Um, another interesting thing is there was a 2019 survey around, among um, EMS responders, and 37% of them had contemplated suicide. Um, the national average is 3.7%. Wow, that's, that's a significant increase yeah. uh, for firefighters and first responders. Um, can you go over some of the, what are the risk factors that can lead to the completion of suicide? And, and maybe before you jump there, what are some of the maybe behavioral um, cues or some of the factors that would go into uh, maybe recognizing someone that may potentially be suicidal and then maybe you can go into 
you know, what would be that next level from there that someone uh, potentially will complete suicide? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, first responders have a unique ability to put up um, a, a compassionate empathy wall to deal with the calls they go on. Um, it's, it's the ability to bring that wall back down that is a key to help firefighters lead a healthier life. Um, so when that wall goes up, it's they're, they're basically programming themselves to deal with the things that a normal person doesn't see. Um, so there's actually a really interesting, it's called the interpersonal theory of suicide um, by a psychologist by the name of Thomas Joyner, who's a leader on suicide. And he came up with a theory that has three components that lead to suicide attempts. Um, the first one is feelings of being a burden. The second one is not feeling like you belong. And the third one is capability, which is interesting that we'll kind of get into here in a second. Um, according to that theory, the simultaneous presence of feelings of not belonging and perceived burden produces the desire for suicide. So not the actual completion, just the desire for suicide. Well, to meet the third criteria of that theory, one must acquire capability, which is interesting for first responders. The capability is the acquired ability to overcome one's natural fear of death. Okay, So it makes a lot of sense that based on the day-to-day -day of what firefighters, first responders see, it allows them to acquire that capability mechanism much more easily than, than a, a normal person. Um, and then when that compa compassion and empathy wall I spoke about a little bit earlier, when that remains up, the three components align, and that's when suicide becomes easier for someone. Okay, so so let's um, I guess let's let's help some of the folks in case they encounter this. Whether you're out in the operational world and someone on your crew is displaying some of these uh, risk factors or, or some of these characteristics or behaviors. Um, or if you're here at professional staff and you see someone within your team that is um, expressing some of these, these uh, ideations or some of these uh, risk factors, any advice on how um, someone on the team would go about that? Is that something that they should confront that person head on? Or is that get the professionals involved to help with that conversation? What, what, would, what advice can we provide to give them some tools in their uh, tool chest in order to, to confront that or to deal with a situation like that. Yeah, there, there are a lot of signs, risk, risk factors, symptoms um, to look for, and anybody can really help. Um, when it comes to specifically suicide, I, I like to use this analogy a lot of the time. Like, say, for instance, you lose your keys, okay? okay. They didn't just disappear. They're just lost, right? So if someone feels like they don't want to live anymore, They've lost the reason for it, okay? It didn't just disappear. It's there somewhere. We just have to help find it. Um, so some of the risk factors really is, you know, it's kind of a person who's stuck in the tension between a reasons to live and a, and a reason to die. Um, mental health conditions is also a risk, risk factor. Um, people who have um, diagnosed mental health conditions, um, it's kind of interesting, another statistic, I'm a big stats person, um, is 60 to 98% of those who have completed suicide have some form of mental health condition. Um, alcohol or substance misuse is another big one. Um, Post-traumatic injury, that's another thing that can really lead to suicide. Um, job problems, um, loss of a loved one, marital issues, um, depression, legal problems, um, 
those are all things that, that, that can be risk factors for someone to think that, that they don't have an out anymore. Um, they, they, they just need to, to, to go to a drastic measure. Um, so those are things that can lead to warning signs, but it's important to look for warning signs. And I want to talk a little bit more about the warning, a little bit about uh, warning signs. Okay. Um, first off, pay attention to what you see, hear, sense, and learn from someone. Just pay attention. Pay attention to what you're picking up on. You know, that old saying, you know, trust your gut instinct. It's really true when it comes to this stuff. Um, those four basic things can lead to an opportunity to have a, to have a meaningful conversation with someone. Um, so look for a change in, change in personality. You know, someone who's normally goofing off, having a good time, become, becomes more of a, re, a recluse, okay? Staying in their room all the time, not, not coming out to the dinner table. That's a big change in behavior to look for. Um, eating habits, you know, someone may kind of stop eating or not eat as much a, a, anymore. That's another one to look for. Um, talking about death more often. You know, if you kind of pick up on that, they're just talking about death or trying to get their their things in order. You know, if someone's like, hey, you know, if something were to happen to me, do you think you can take care of my dog? You know, mm. things like that okay. um, to kind of pick up on. Alcohol and substance abuse is big. Um, if we're seeing an uptick in specifically alcohol, that's definitely a sign to take a look at. Okay. Um, and, and maybe maybe that we're, we're not ready for here, but as far as uh, someone that is, needs to reach out for help, um, you know, I know we have a video coming out for Counseling Team International as far as how to book an appointment and how simple that is. Um, anything you want to cover on that? Like I said, I know we do have a video that's going to come out if it hasn't already come out um, for everyone to see, uh, just to see how easy it is and how uh, that's anonymous. It's it, there's it can be as private as pri as you as you want it to be. And so, anything you want to add to that? And then I have a couple other questions or thoughts. Uh, to continue with. Yeah. Um, so yes, making an appointment with, with TCTI is very simple. It's very easy, completely confidential. It, it's very thorough. Um, no one knows that you make that appointment. Once you see a clinician, no one knows. Um, it is completely between you and the clinician. And it's, it's like we talked about earlier, it's totally free utilize those those resources um it's it's definitely encouraged empty that bucket like we talked about one thing i wanted to talk about a little bit more is intervention when you're seeing those warning signs or symptoms with someone there there are things that you can definitely do um and sometimes it's it's awkward it can be awkward um but it you know this this is a key with it it's harder to push someone away when it comes from a place of caring and compassion Okay. So if you show that caring and compassion, it's, it kind of starts to break down that wall a little bit more that we talked about. Okay. Another thing, it's okay to clearly ask, are you thinking of suicide? It is perfectly okay to ask that. It's actually encouraged. Okay. Um, you want that question to be very clear and direct. Um, and sometimes saying the word suicide is difficult. So it's okay to say, are you thinking of killing yourself? So, th so that would be your advice to someone that... Um is dealing with someone that just doesn't appear to be themselves. And uh, by asking that question and asking, are you considering suicide? It's one, okay to ask that question. And two, we'll help get the help that they need. And I know you talked about it in the beginning, but maybe you can list off some of those other, op or, um, other opportunities or places we can go for help, such as the chaplain program, the peer support, and maybe just list all those resources that we have here at OCFA that folks that are struggling uh, can reach out to. 
Yeah. Um, so yes, um, to, kind of to answer that question, um, the first part of that question, um, yes, it's okay to have that direct question. It's perfectly okay. Um, it's encouraged. Um, one thing you don't want to do is don't ask somebody if they're going to hurt themselves. Okay. Okay. That's something you don't want to say um, because basically they could answer that, that question honestly and say, no, in, in their opinion, they're not hurting themselves. They're ending the suffering they're already in. Gotcha. Another thing you don't want to say is you're not going to do anything stupid, are you? Okay. Okay. Because what that is is you're just putting personal judgment on how on the tension the, and turmoil they're they're experiencing. So it's okay. Ask. Just so ask. Direct. Very direct. Very okay. direct. Um, there is no research that shows if someone is asked that direct direct question that they're going to follow through with their plan. Okay. That's uh, good. That's good to know. Um, and also, if they say yes, you've just kind of cracked open the door to have a more meaningful conversation and point them into some more um, resources that we're going to talk about. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Why don't you Why don't you hit those resources and what what we uh, like I said at OCFA, uh, we have a very robust uh, behavioral health uh, section as well as uh, many different places to go for help. Uh, when someone's struggling, so why don't you why don't you cover those, Ryan? Yeah, so nine eight eight is a, is that can be dialed from a, a cell phone, a landline. That's the suicide and crisis lifeline. Um, that's for immediate help, twenty four seven three sixty five. Um, if you are speaking with someone and they mention anything about suicide, you can dial that up right away. Both you together, and basically what happens is they team you up with a clinician right away. Um, to start talking immediately. It's a, it's an immediate resource. And, and uh, not to cut you off, but so like, if, so if I call 988 and that's a clinician that's going to be on the phone with me, yep. so not necessarily someone in person, and that number is nationwide, correct? It is nationwide. So it's not specific to OCFA. It's not specific to Orange County or California. It's nationwide. I, I call that up saying I have help. I, I'm thinking about suicide. Uh, they'll put a clinician on the phone right then and there. Okay, yep. good to know. That is correct. Um, it's, it's a fantastic immediate resource. Okay. Um, another immediate resource is um, TCTI has a crisis line um, that is functional, once again, 24-7, 365. Um, if you call that line and say you're in, in crisis, they're going to team you up with someone right away. And then uh, what, I, what other resources are out there? So we covered the 988, we covered the TCTI crisis line. What, what other resources do our folks have access to? Uh, peer support is another great resource. Um, we have over 50 peer supporters um, who are specifically trained um, to listen, to help point people in the right direction. Um, and that covers all um, arms of the OCFA. So, so, so let me ask you this. So I sit... Not in operations. I sit somewhere on the professional side of the of the organization, and it's a Saturday. I'm at home. How do I access peer support? How would I go about getting someone, uh, one of my peers, to to speak to? So one of the one of the great ways is I recommend you to download the um, OCFA Wellness app, the Cortical Wellness okay. app. Um, that can point you to chaplains, to peer support, to TCTI, it, from within that app. Do I have to have a work phone for that? No, you don't. So what, what would be, what is the app reader? If I go into my, whether I got iOS or an Apple phone or a Google phone, what is that app called? It's just the OCFA app. Okay. The app is outstanding. So if you were part of that, congratulations. Well done, Ryan, because I think this is great. It lists all the peer support uh, members within our organization. It, it has a picture of them. Um, when you touch on, on whichever one you want to contact or you're interested in, in speaking with, it gives not only their, their cell phone number, but their email. Uh, this is outstanding. So 
Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for making that that known. I recommend everybody download it if you haven't, uh, as well as go and navigate through there just to see what's out there. What else is on that app that I might be able to reach out and get some uh, some help, folks to help me? So specifically with the app, um, the chaplains, you can also contact a chaplain. Okay. Um, they're, they're available through the app. Um, and, and with the chaplain, do I have a preference on which one, a religious preference, or is it whoever's on duty that, that would answer that call? It, it can be who, who's ever on duty. Um, the chaplains also have bios in the app, so you can kind of see who may fit with you Okay. Um, and, and to, to kind of tailor your needs a little bit more towards who's available. Perfect. Well, any other resources out there that, that we need to mention uh, for our folks to, uh, to know? Yeah, there's also um, the, the Orange County firefighters union um local 3631 um that's a fantastic resource um the national suicide hotline that's another hotline that's out there um that can help you out um fire strong is another good one it's a great website um that has resources the iaff that's another good resource there's lots of resources out there and do any of these services cost money to to those that are struggling or need that help not at all not at all they are completely free Okay. So, uh, and, and it covers the gamut, right? So it's not just, you know, you don't have to be clinically depressed. You don't have to be, have suicidal ideation. Um, if I'm struggling with, you know, whether it's chemical dependency or just my relationship with either my, my spouse or my significant other or my kids, all that, it fits underneath that umbrella to get that help. That Absolutely. Correct? Yeah. It, everything that you just mentioned fits underneath that umbrella. It's also just a great op- opportunity to just kind of empty your bucket every once in a while. Um, you know, that bucket starts to fill up a little bit. Um, me personally, I talk to a counselor every Friday at 1130. That's my time. Um, even when things are going great in my life, it's just a time for me to talk to someone um, who is not vested in my life that I can just kind of empty things out and, and just bounce some things off of. And I, I like your I like your analogy of the bucket, because um, especially from the operational side, uh, you know, we all begin this career with an empty bucket and you never know when that bucket's going to become full or spill over. And, and I would say the same on, on the professional side or just life in general. We all start this life with an empty bucket and some some things fill it up, some things don't, but we never know when it's going to quite uh, become overflow with. And uh, so I, I appreciate that analogy. So just kind of in closing, Ryan, what, what would you like to add or where would you like to, uh, to close us out with? You know, one thing, I, I saw this quote and I, I thought it was kind of impactful, um, so I, I'd like to share this. Um, it basically says, suicide is an ineffective form of communication. Um, basically, it's a final tragic attempt to communicate what a person has not been able to express in words. So please let that wall down and find someone to speak with. Awesome, Ryan. I, I appreciate you taking the time to, to share a little bit about uh, your side of the house with the behavioral health and letting us know of all the resources that are out there and some of the factors and some of the behaviors uh, to look for for folks that are, are in crisis or needing help, especially those that uh, maybe have some suicidal ideation uh, on their mind. So uh, again, thank you for doing what you do. Um, this is something that's extremely important to all of us at OCFA, that our folks uh, one have resources and that when you come to work, you bring your best self. Uh, and and if, if, if you need help, we're here to provide that help through, as you heard, a variety of resources. I encourage you, everybody again to download the app. And you know, thank you for listening this month. We're going to leave you with um, the phone call of how simple it is to call Counseling Team International and to make that appointment. Uh, So thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next month. And uh, 
we'll let you, uh, we'll leave you with the, the video of how to make an appointment with Counseling Team International. Take care all, take care of each other. Today we're gonna to demonstrate how easy it is to call the Counseling Team International to schedule an appointment and access the employee support services available to you underneath your department contract. Thank you for calling the counseling team. This is Melinda, how can I help you? Hi Melinda, my name is Shane and I need some assistance. Hi Shane, I'd be happy to help you with that. Uh, are you looking to schedule an appointment today? Uh, I think that would be great. Okay, let me go ahead and get that started. Uh, do you feel like you're in crisis today and need an immediate assistance with the same day appointment? No, I don't think I'm in crisis, but I do need some assistance. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and start with getting some basic information going. Uh, it's going to be pretty simple, just your basic contact information, name, phone number. I'm going to go through some preferences you may have as far as appointment availability, days, times of the week that would work best for you during your work-life calendar balance. And from there, we'll go ahead and get into the calendar scheduling portion. Does that sound okay? Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get your first name and last name. My name is Shane Sherwood. Wonderful. Can I verify your home address? Yeah, it's 1234 Main Street in the city of Irvine. Can you confirm the zip code for me? 92602. Wonderful. And what would be the best contact number to put on file for you? 949-555-1212. Wonderful. Is this a number that you're able to receive text reminders on? Yeah, it's my cell phone. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and get there. And what is a good email address that I can get to send the intake paperwork over to you? The Shane Sherwood at OCFA.org. Wonderful. Thank you, Shane. Uh, going in here, uh, do you have any specific specialties you're looking for the clinician to specialize in? No, I, I do have your pamphlet and I notice I probably align myself with stress and burnout. Uh, I've been on the job for almost 30 years and I've just had some trouble sleeping and I think a lot of the calls that I ran over the years of my career are coming back and uh, are impacting my sleep. Okay, that, that's a long career. Thank you for your service. Uh, I think probably going off of that, what you're saying, I would make a suggestion that I pair you up with one of my clinicians that specializes with working with trauma, burnout and compassion fatigue, and probably as a possibility in the future, moving down the line, EMDR therapy. How does that sound for you? That sounds great. I, I appreciate your assistance. Okay. Uh, are there particular days of the week and time frames that would work best for you? Uh, Fridays would work the best for me if possible. Friday, anytime, morning, evening? Yeah, it, morning would be preferred. Morning would be preferred. Um, based off of your zip code, I have three different office locations in your area. One of them is out of Brea. I have one in Irvine and I have another one in Costa Mesa. Do one of those options seem like they would be more suitable to you location-wise. I think the Irvine one would be perfect. Irvine would be perfect. Yeah. And then do you have a preference for in-person or virtual telehealth options? Uh, I'd probably prefer in-person. In-person. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send you an email now. And in that email, I'm going to include a link for paperwork. What I'll need you to do is just take about 10 to 15 minutes of uninterrupted time to click on that link complete the paperwork. It's all done online. Uh, there's no need for you to print, fax, or email anything back. You'll electronically sign it and it'll come right back to me. And then once we get that paperwork, 
back, we will go ahead and finalize that appointment for you in the calendar. And do I need to put my insurance in there or is this all covered? You do not need to put your insurance. Um, I, I have here that you're with Orange County Fire Authority and I do see that your department has a full service contract in place for the counseling services. Now our services are meant to be short-term resolution focused therapy. However, we do have the procedures in place that if we need additional sessions, we can get those approved. Now that is done 100% confidentiality. Um, no information is given back to your department as far as identifiers. So name, uh, phone number, job title, none of that is shared. That is completely kept between you and the doctor. Um, right now, underneath the contract, you are eligible for 10 sessions per topic. So we're going to go ahead and move in with the first topic being the stress and, and burnout. Okay. If that sounds okay. That sounds great. Thank you. Once you're in with the clinician, as you move forward on that first consultation, they're going to do that initial assessment and consult with you. And then between the two of you, you guys will make a plan for your follow-up sessions and that will be between the two of you and that'll be an agreement you guys will make on a move forward basis as far as how frequently you'll come in to be seen and um, how long she, they project that to be. Okay, all right, well, okay. thank you. You're welcome. Um, just taking a look here, I can give you um, some initial calendar availability I have. I am looking for this upcoming Friday morning. That would be the 25th. I have a 10 a.m. option available with one of my clinicians. It's a female clinician. Does that sound like that would be doable for you? That would work perfect. Friday at 10 a.m. That'd be perfect. Thank okay, you. wonderful. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and schedule that appointment as a placeholder in the calendar. And if you could try to get that paperwork completed and back to me um, by tomorrow morning, that way we can get that over to the clinician for them to review. And they have ample time to maybe pull any resources they'd like to have ready for you when you come in. Yep, I'll get it done today and get it back over to you. Wonderful. If you have any trouble at all with the link, it's not working for you, I'm going to go ahead and give you my direct line and extension, and I'd like you to give me a call back. That way I can troubleshoot that to ensure that there is nothing that holds up your appointment. Okay, let me grab a pen. Do you have a pen, a pen and paper where yep. I can give you that number? I'm ready. Wonderful. It is 909-984-884-0133. Option three. Option three. And your name again? Melinda Pasley. Thank you, Melinda. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate your time and you calling in and being patient with me while I collected that information. Should you have any additional questions or concerns that come up with the paperwork or the process of, of the first appointment, benefits, feel free to reach back out to me at any time. Thank you, Melinda. I appreciate you. You're welcome. Have Thank a great day, sir. You. Thank you, too.